we here? Are we doing it? Are we live? Are we alive? I don't know. If you ask me that today, I don't know how exactly I'd answer that question. <laughs> you see, so I'm, I'm vaccinated now fully. Um, by fully, I mean, I got the second shot yesterday and uh, the team Derna, Derna. And, um, you know, I had heard through multiple channels, you know, news, friends, family, whatever, that it's totally hit and miss on the, uh, you know, do you, you know, do you feel sick after the first shot? Do you feel sick after the second one? Well, after the first shot a month ago, felt fine. had a little, uh, sore arm and I was tired for a day, but I felt all right. You know, I was still doing stuff. And, um, yeah, I was just beat. Yeah. I needed a nap, whatever. So I go to get the second shot yesterday and, uh, I get it, get home. I, a matter of fact, while I was at the CVS where I got it, I, uh, bought some Tylenol so I could take it on the spot, Jimmy on the spot, right? Took it, felt fine. Um, went home, uh, matter of fact, Spent like two hours in the garage yesterday uh, cleaning stuff out. Felt fine. No big deal. Arm was starting to get sore, but I'm like, whatever. Who cares? Uh, went to bed. Woke up in the middle of the night. And, uh, you know, the weather's been weird around here. So, you know, I sleep in like a sweatshirt, and sweatpants, and stuff. You know, and because uh, it's cold at night. I know. It's nice and cold for Sandy. Hey, go. Yeah, it's cold at night when it's like, you know, 40 degrees. It's cold. So I wake up and I'm like burning up, burning up. Can't, hot. And I'm like, wait a minute, what? What is this? And it wasn't like even sweating or nothing. It was just, just hot. It wasn't like burning up like I had like a giant fever. It was just like hot. I'm like, where is this coming from? So I'm up in the middle of the night. So I'm up from like two to five. Just kind of sitting there. Tossing into my arm hurt like a mother bitch. Oh my God. <laughs> and I did the, uh, I switched it up. I got the, uh, the shot in a different arm that I got the first one. So I'm like, well, I, I, I vaccinated the left half of my body. I guess I gotta do the right half. Cause that's how it works. Right. Well, nonetheless, um, this one freaking hurts. And yeah, I sound like a jackass, but you know what? It hurts. <laughs> And then I wake up, I finally get back to sleep and I wake up and I'm like, oh no, I don't feel good. <laughs> it did not feel amazing. Um, it felt like I had the flu, but I didn't have a fever. And, uh, you know, it just achy and gross. And I'm like, oh God, in any case, here's the thing. It's going to be gone in a matter of hours. Okay. All the shit. Matter of fact, I'm already feeling better than I did when I got out of bed. You know, that's probably, uh, the Tylenol and the emergency, you know, that vitamin C powder drink that everybody takes on the road with them when you go to a show. Yeah. Uh, had a couple of those, you know, uh, took some Tylenol. So I'm feeling better already. I probably just need about an hour sleep, just like an, a nap this afternoon and I'll be fine fine. Okay. The reason I'm even saying this is because what the fuck are the people that I don't want to get, I got the first one, but I don't want to do number two because you get sick. 
Holy mother of God, just do it and deal with it. You're si- the, the shots are for 16 and over, ages 16 and over. Oh my God, deal with it. It's a few hours of, uh, you know, a, it's a pain in the ass. I'm not going to say it is. It's a pain in the ass. And some people get nothing, okay? Some people get no issue. And I was thinking after yesterday, I'm like, oh, it's going to be fine. I have no problem at all. Probably have a sore arm and that'll be it. Well, no, but still, it's just a few hours. By the end of today, we'll be fine. Okay, so here's the thing. Aside from, you know, extenuating circumstances where you just can't get a vaccine uh, for health reasons or even religious reasons or whatever, just do it. I'm talking like a majority of the population can do it. And now, first of all, you got 40% of Republicans saying, we're not sure that we should be doing this. And then you got these other idiots who like got the first dose are not getting the second one because you don't want to get sick again. Like just, oh God, stop being a snowflake. I'm going to say it. Stop being a snowflake. Just go do it. It'll be fine in a couple hours. Have some soup, (laughs) you know, have some soup, get under a blankie and you'll be fine by the afternoon. By the way, that's my plan. I'm going to have some soup and get under a blankie. And then I'll be fine by this afternoon. You know? Hey, Christ. So the other day, the other day, I got a text from an acquaintance that I used to be, you know, it was it was a guy that I used to be friends with. I would not consider us friends any longer. Um we were very close friends for many, many years. Uh, I, a matter of fact, I was the best man at his wedding. He was the best man at one of my weddings, <laughs> the first failed one. And it was probably, you know, I'll just blame it on him. And, uh, you know, uh, we were, we were good friends for many years. And then, uh, through certain circumstances, uh, you know, just drifted apart and, but it wasn't, no, I shouldn't say that. We didn't just drift apart. He pissed me off a lot. Um, yeah. And let me explain. So I'm not going to say his name, but you know, old pal Bob's going to know who this is. <laughs> I'll talk to him later about it, but he'll know. Uh, old pal Bruce might know too. I don't know if old pal Bruce is listening. I don't think old pal Bruce listens. But old pal Bruce was around the uh, same time frame as, as this guy. In any case. So, uh, we're, we're good friends. And these are like during our formidable years, our, you know, twenties where things are happening, you know, and, uh, really, really good friends. We were roommates for a while, real, real, you know, as good as friends could be. It's all, you know, you see each other all the time, you hang out, you do the thing, whatever. Well, you know, as we got a little older, um, you know, he and his family moved to Europe for, for work. Great. Um, but I started seeing a pattern and, you know, he, he moved and, you know, you know, we stayed in touch for a while and then, uh, you know, he would come back on occasion, but here's what started happening. Um, and I'll, I'll try to keep this brief cause I don't want to get into the, into the weeds on this, but I'll give you the overview. So he would come back from Europe and then like, he wouldn't say anything. Like I wouldn't know. And I would get like a text, uh, saying, you know, Hey man, it's me. I'm in town, but I'm leaving tomorrow. 
do you want to hang out? And I'm like, Oh, you know, the first time I was like, Oh, okay. Um, sure. You know, why not? And this was years ago. This was like 2007, right? Something like that. And I'd be like, all right, well, let's go hang out. We'll grab a coffee or, uh, a, a beer or whatever, or whatever it was. I don't know. It's 2007. I don't remember. I don't remember what happened this morning. Um, you know, and then, you know, we went on about our day and then, you know, about a year later, he comes back into town again and it's like, Hey man, I'm in town. I'm leaving tomorrow. And I'm like, well, where's the fucking heads up? Like, how come there's no, you know, Hey man, I'm going to be in town next month, <laughs> you know, traveling out from Europe and, uh, you know, I'd love to see her or something, you know, something generally speaking like that, not, Hey man, I'm leaving in 20 hours. Uh, like squeeze me in, you know? So the second time it happened, I was like, you know, Hey man, um, you know, how about a little heads up? Because I believe, uh, I, I think, no, maybe, no, 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 no. I don't know. See, I have COVID brain today, folks. I don't know what to tell you. So in any case, uh, it happened again, happened a third time where, Guy comes into town, doesn't give me any kind of heads up, no nothing. And I started realizing, here's what happened. Here's what's happening. He's coming into town for about a week, maybe two, right? And, you know, you're coming in from Europe once, you know, a year. I guess you want to, you know, stay a while or something. And, you know, he sees family, he's got a lot of friends and blah, blah, blah. So he's making the rounds. And I started realizing that in these rounds that you make, and you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to, I'm going to see this guy. I'm going to see that, that guy. We're going to have dinner with them. We're going to see my parents. We're going to blah, blah, blah. You got to probably have a lot of things to do. I understand. that. But what I didn't really dig was it was, I'm not telling, he wouldn't tell me he's coming to town. And then he'd see all the people that he wanted to see on his, you know, fucking whirlwind tour of, of San Diego. And then if there was time, he would just text me and go, Hey man, I just happen to be in town. I'm, I'm leaving tomorrow. Uh, let's go do the thing. And I was like, okay. And the reason I know that is like, we had friends in common. I was like, what do you mean he was here two weeks ago and nobody said anything, you know? So I started getting kind of annoyed and I was like, well, no, not really. And then you know, he, he, I, I just kind of blew it off. I was like, well, I'm not going to be anybody's last minute Johnny. I don't, that's just not my thing. Like if you want to come to town and, and hang out, let me know. And it was, <laughs> I ended up talking to him at one point and I got the impression that he just felt like my schedule was so loosey goosey and so open with like no commitments because for some reason I was some kind of shit bag uh, that he could just kind of like pop in when he chose to and I could just accommodate it. Well, I couldn't. And here's why. We had just had kids and we were living in our old house and we the kids were, you know, weeks old or something like that. And, you know, by the way, we have twins. <laughs> so there were two of them that were weeks old. And I just remember vividly one night, you know, the, the kids go down and at that time, you know, you don't really have bedtimes. You just have, 
trying to stay afloat times where, you know, you're just trying to keep the, the bus rolling, keep the ship floating. You know, the kids aren't crying. Great. That's, that's really what it boiled down to. And, you know, during that time, you know, my wife and I were, uh, you know, very, very, uh, organized as, as much as we could have been. And, we had planned out how exactly we're going to take care of these kids. And what I mean by that is during the day, we did what we did during the day. You know, we're both up, you know, kind of zombie ish. Uh, we're, we're making meals for them. We're, we're giving them naps. We're, you know, burping them, whatever it is we had to do, but come nighttime, you know, we would make dinner at, you know, like six o'clock or whatever. And after dinner, I'd put on a pot of coffee and, you know, like my wife would go right to bed she would go right to bed about seven o'clock at night and I would put on coffee and I would stay up until about two, uh, if I remember correctly, about two in the morning. And, you know, she would go to sleep about seven. Now she could fall asleep in, in a, she could fall asleep, like uh, sleeping on a bed of dynamite. Okay. She's a, she's a hard sleeper. She can do it, whatever. So she would go to bed about seven, wake up about two, I would go to bed about two and wake up at seven. And then we'd both be up, you know, for the day. And that was a good system, quite frankly. It worked out just fine, you know, as best it could. And, uh, you know, we did that until the kids were sleeping in their own, you know, sleeping through the night kind of thing is, is why we're doing it. Anyway, back to the, the reason I say that is I remember one time, you know, I, I got the, uh, hey, I'm in town and uh, I'm leaving tomorrow. I'm like, well, I don't know what to tell you, <laughs> you know. Can't, can't, uh, can't accommodate you. Got the kids. And this guy has children. Now they're not twins, but they were, you know, I think a year or two apart. Um, you know, so they were, you know, he understood, I would assume what it was like to take care of young babies, but he was not really a hands-on guy anyway. So maybe he didn't know. I don't know. So one night, you know, I, the, the wife goes to sleep. The, uh, the fucking, I turn the alarm on. And by the way, when I turn the alarm on in the house at night, the alarm is on. Okay. It ain't coming off. It ain't going off and then on again. All right. Especially, especially when you have fucking babies that are sleeping. So in any case, the alarm's on, I'm sitting there and motherfucker, And it's like, you know, nine o'clock at night. Right. And there's a knock at the door, a knock at the fucking door at nine o'clock at night. And I'm like, what in the fuck is that? And I'm looking through the people. It's him. Hey, hey bro. I'm here. I uh, just want to know if you want to go grab beer. Uh, no. <laughs> no. No. Not today. Uh, not uh, tomorrow. Not never. Uh, no. I'm like, it f- so I got to turn off the alarm. because He's standing at the door. So I got to turn off the alarm, which that's a fucking nightmare. And, you know, luckily uh, nothing, you know, was nobody, you know, started screaming, but I'm like, dude, what are you doing here? Oh, let's see if I want to go and uh, get a beer. I'm like, well, see, I have fucking children who I'm taking care of. My wife's asleep. You're at my fucking door at nine o'clock. No, I can't fucking go for a beer, you know? And, uh, he's like, well, what's, what's the problem? What's, why not? What's the problem? You know, that kind of shit. And I'm like, dude, are you fucking crazy? Like, do you not understand that we have young fucking babies? I can't go get a fucking beer, especially like unplanned. So in any case, that was kind of it. 
I, I didn't, I didn't, I was just like, I've had it with you. I've had it. And again, other things kind of were said and went down. And I'm, I told you I'm not going to get into the weeds, but the idea, the general idea is for a long term, you know, long time, long term friend that I thought this guy was to come into town and never give me the heads up and just like assume that he could come by at zero hour and, uh, you know, like have me accommodate his schedule. What I thought was incredibly rude and incredibly obnoxious and totally disrespectful. Right. So I was like, I'm, I'm writing this guy off. I'm done with him. I'm done. I'm done. And I was for many, many, many years. <laughs> so I get this text just the other day. And, uh, <laughs> I hadn't talked to this guy in, I don't know. Fuck. I don't know. Since, uh, I don't know, 2008. I don't know. Since when the fucking kids were born. I don't know. Um, and I get this text and <laughs> I swear to God, here you go. Yo ass pipe. That's, that's how it starts. Yo ass pipe. Is this still your number? I'm going to be in town for a day or two and, uh, you want to hang out. Yo, ass pipe. Ass pipe. No, I still don't. <laughs> I still don't want to fucking hang out. Yo, I, I, I still don't want to hang out. I'm going to be in town for a day or two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Or some, I, either that or he's, he's in town. I'm sorry. He's in town for a day or two. Okay. No, I don't want to fucking hang out. So I'm, I'm done with that relationship is, is what it boils down to. And, uh, I, I appreciate the effort of calling me an ass pipe to see if I wanted to hang out after so many years. Uh, you know, by the way, ass pipe was a, a was a, a commonly used term by Andrew Dice Clay, uh, which we then took upon ourselves to use for people we didn't like. That is, that is what we used to describe people we did not like. Okay. Ass pipe. Uh, so he texted me, yo, ass pipe. I didn't even, I didn't even reply to the fucking text. I, uh, I didn't. So I, I just don't under, I, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't get people. Um, I don't, I, I don't. And it makes me really enjoy the relationships I do have with some friends from that era uh, because they're not jerk offs. And this guy, I think is, he's a fucking jerk off. So, you know, I don't know, you know, and I told, uh, I was having a conversation on a, Here's a side note, a little cliff note for you. I was having a conversation the other day with, I think it was my wife and we we're talking about punctuality and I am a punctual person. I, I believe that on time is late and five minutes early is on time. And I, I I'm not talking about like, for a meeting or something. I'm talking about like when you're having a casual get together or something like that. Uh, you know, whatever. I think being on time is fine. I prefer a few minutes early in any case. Um, I would, I would, you know, him and I, this guy, this guy who called me an ass pipe, ass pipe. I mean, it's a great fucking word. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know if I'd use it on, uh, someone I considered a friend, but whatever. Um, when we were younger, we would play racquetball all the time, a couple times a week. 
And uh, it was great. It was a lot of fun. I still love racquetball. I wish there was a place around here to play that didn't cost an arm and a leg. Anyway, uh, we would play racquetball a couple days a week. Well, it wasn't like outside at the high school where you can just like go and play. No, no. We like reserved a court indoor. You know, you had to pay for it, by the way. And, uh, you know, let's just say, for example, it would be Wednesday at 4 p.m. Just sake of argument. So I'd show up on Wednesday to the court, which was about a half hour away from my house at the time, by the way. It was about literally, I kid you not, maybe six or seven minutes from his house and about 30 from mine. But I was like, it's fine because it's a good court. I don't mind. It's, it's, it's 30 minutes on surface streets. It's not like I'm driving to LA or something, you know, but it took a half hour to get there. It was down the street from his house about six or seven minutes. And, uh, well, let's just say Wednesday would come and I'd show up about three 45 and, uh, just wait there and check in, you know, and cause maybe somebody didn't have, wasn't on the court and I'd go in and warm up or whatever. Um, more, I, I would say if we played twice a week, well, let's just say if we played, you know, eight times a month, let me put it that way. Um, he was late for five of them. Let me, let me, I think that's a completely accurate number. So, and what I mean by late, there were times when, like I said, I'd be there at 345. And I don't expect every, you know, he didn't have to be there at 345, but get there at four, you know, at least so we can start playing. Uh, preferably a little bit early. So, you know, you don't have to warm up and waste our, you know, paid court time. Okay. So there were times I'm in that court from like four o'clock to four forty-five. Nobody, nobody walking through those glass doors. Right. And then at four forty-five, four forty-six. Oh, Hey man, what's up? Uh, um, you know, my girlfriend, uh, uh was, you know, she was holding me up, bro. She's holding me up. <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you mean she's holding you up? I don't understand. We we fucking paid for this thing and uh we have like 14 minutes left. Oh, I know, man. Let's get come on, let's go, let's go, let's get playing. Like shit like that. And that would just drive me fucking bananas. Bananas. And it would happen, honest to God, about five times a month. So I just feel that when you are that lackadaisical with other people's time, you don't respect them. Okay. So when you come in and say like, Hey man, I'm leaving tomorrow. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm on a plane back to Europe tomorrow. I don't know when I'm coming back. I want to get a beer. No, it's on you now. No, that's not respectful of my time at all. So, uh, I, I don't feel like I should respect that person back and I don't. So, um, that'll be it. So I didn't reply to the text. I never got another one. Um, yeah, and that'll be that. But I just thought that was interesting more so for the people that also know this guy, <laughs> and there are some, uh, I know there's a few people listening to this show that know this guy, so they'll enjoy that. And again, I'll talk to old pal Bob about it later. All right. The last thing I was going to talk about is I was, I, I listened to the show. I, I, Will Sobel's on the show today, folks. Will Sobel, you know, him, right? He's, he's a, a pillar of the industry, right? You know him. And, uh, more a pillar than others. Um, you know, we were talking, we had a really good talk. He, he said some stuff that I, I think you're going to find very interesting. It was very personal. And I, uh, I applaud him for, for, for doing it, for at least telling me about it because we're not that, I mean, we work together, we're friends, but you know, we're, we're not that close, but you know, I, I consider the guy a friend. Um, I don't think we got along every time, every day that we work together, but you know, who does? 
in any case, you know, towards the end of the conversation, I started talking, I asked him about some UD stuff and, uh, cause we both worked at Upper Deck and I was, you know, I thought about it ever since we recorded it. I'm like, Oh geez, you know, does it have to be in there? Do I have to put Upper Deck stuff in there? I don't want to. It just kind of came out. We were talking about it. So I was going to edit it out, right? I was going to edit my own stuff, my own work. And I thought about it and I even, you know, went as far as to like, you know, edit it. I actually edited, edited the conversation to remove a large part of that, that part of it. And, you know, I, as I'm doing it, I thought, you know what, this show, if anything else, it's just raw and it's real. And sometimes you say shit that you go, eh, maybe I should, or maybe I shouldn't, I don't know, but I think I got to leave it in there. And, uh, I didn't say anything bad. It was just that I, I didn't think it was necessary and he didn't say anything bad. Um, you know, but I will say I did kind of shit on one of their new games and, uh, you know, I thought about that and uh, that's probably not cool. The reason is I haven't played it and I don't know if it's good or bad or not. I really don't know. But, you know, there is a designer involved and the designer put his best foot forward. And it the the part that sucks is, well, you'll hear the conversation that where, or where it goes towards the end of the uh, end of the show. But, you know, I think the guy put his best foot forward. He made a game and uh, they bought it. And then, you know, it just kind of falls on deaf ears. That's and that's just fact, you know, whatever. So I'll give him a plug. I will give him a plug. I'm talking about the designer. And, and in turn, I'm giving Upper Deck a plug. Uh, the game is called Keepers Keepers of the Questar. And again, I haven't played it. Can't tell you if it's good or bad. But I know it's out. And I think it's 20 bucks. And uh, I, I don't know the designer at all. But. I don't think I should poo-poo their stuff um, because they didn't sign up for that. So Keepers of the Quest are, it's available now. Uh, it is an upper deck game. And uh, I don't know, maybe it's good. I don't know. I, I Look it up. <laughs> there you go. It's out now. Okay. All right. I sort of get like endorphins going when I, when I do this show sometimes. And I, I, I feel a little bit like on a high, even after talking for 30 minutes, but I'm starting to come back to a low. So I think I'm going to go now. In any case, it's a uh, Will Sobel on Brenzor's dead. What's up, freshly vaccinated Will Sobel? It's me, freshly vaccinated Will Sobel, here You're to vaxed. slam into your ear holes. <laughs> how? Uh, so, how, how did that go? How did that whole? Uh, how did that whole thing play out? It was. Know uh, it, it changed, right? The last minute. Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, yeah, we were just talking about this. Um, so, um, I was supposed to get Johnson and Johnson on Tuesday. Um, at the Indy, Indy Motor Speedway. Um, and that's like the big racetrack here in Indianapolis that Indy is famous for. Right. Um, that they have converted into max va mass vaccination center um, in like no time. It's actually super impressive how fast they put it together. Um, but the Indy Motor Speedway was like, let's just slam Johnson & Johnson into these Indianapolis folks and get it over with. <laughs> and well, they and, have a Confederate flag, so we want to get rid of them, right? Yeah, <laughs> as fast as fast as possible. Um, but so when my age bracket here in Indiana opened up, um, 
I called and made my appointment and they were like, hey, we really want to send people to the Indy Motor Speedway to get Johnson and Johnson. And I was like, hey, man, if that's what's like that, if that's the plan from on high, let's go. Like, let's fucking do it. Um, And the morning that they were like, hey, we're going to post pause on this real quick. Uh, was I got a text message two hours before my appointment that was like, oh, Johnson and Johnson, oh, not so, not so good. Let's hit pause. Um, and so they switched me to Moderna. Um, and as per usual for the Indy Motor Speedway, I went in. Uh, I they were like, uh, put your arm out. Let's check your ID. Here's your card. And like before I even like looked over. I was like in the middle of a sentence talking to the other people I was in the car with and it was done. Like the, the woman had stabbed me and she was like, get out of here. She, they don't like, want to fuck around. They don't want to have a conversation with you. No, they do not. They don't give a shit. They're like <laughs> jab you and go. But the best part is other than getting vaccinated, I'm like getting vaccinated is really fucking important, obviously. But when you leave, they let you drive on the track. Oh no shit. Yeah, I got to fucking oh, drive cool. on the track for Indy uh, on the Indy Motor Speedway. It was amazing. I took a video. Uh I was like, this is so like exciting that like the best part of 2021 is getting jabbed and immediately after that, you know what? Go drive on the track of the Indy Motor Speedway. So like how far? I mean, were you, and first of all, were you turning right or were you turning left? Uh that so I didn't turn. I I so they don't let you drive on it for very long. It's just that that's the only way out because that would be like a, a fucking like, Hey, congratulations. Now go take a victory lap or something. <laughs> no. Um, cause so they were, they're shooting people in the, uh, garage in the garages. Oh, okay. so you're, you're actually a, like uh pit side. Mm-hmm. You pull into the garage where they would do like maintenance on the cars and stuff like that. They shoot you and then you have to take the track out back into the parking lot. Okay. So well, like, I mean, it, that's still pretty fucking cool. I mean, yeah, it was like maybe three or four hundred yards I drove, which is you know not a lot, but still I got to fucking drive on the Indy Motor Speedway. Did you did you have a flag that you stuck out the window with your hand and like I did? I mean, missed opportunity, bro. Just saying. <laughs> so I get to go back. Shot number two. Um, I get to go back. So the 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 most fun and exciting part of this story is. Because of this, like, last-minute switch over to Moderna, when I went and got shot, uh, they were like, we don't know to how to schedule you for a second shot. We can't do that. Because they just oh, didn't no know if they were going to have the supply for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the lady was like, call tomorrow. Uh, once your, like, records have gone through, call tomorrow and, like, cross your fingers to that you can make an appointment in time. <laughs> and I was like, What? Cool. Um, so uh, I the next morning I was already I was feeling like exhausted, uh, like I'm, I'm getting hit by the side effects a little bit harder than I think other people in my in my pod, um, which, you know, is super awesome. Um, Dude, I, I mean, my my experience couldn't have been more fucking different. Oh, yeah. <laughs> more. I, well, you know, I got my first shot. I'm still waiting on number two, but it didn't okay. get scheduled. Uh, I'm also Team Derna, uh, and All right. man, it it did hit me the next day. Um, uh-huh. To be fair, it hit me the next day. I was like, you know, I wasn't down and out, but I was like, fuck, 
<laughs> I just want to like curl up in bed and, you know, eat bread or something. <laughs> you know, just have warm bread brought to me under the sheets. Fan, uh, fan with a palm. With a, uh, a palm well, that's, that's on any given day. I sure. Mean, to be Reasonable. fair. Right. Uh, uh, no, I, I went through like the CVS app thing. Okay. And, you know... For my my sexy uh, story was I went to a, a CVS mm-hmm. <laughs> to okay. get my shot. Yeah, uh, but you know the the uh, you, you you wait in line at the store and that was really fun. Yeah, great. Uh, but then after you're done, you gotta. It was like a mandatory 15 minute. You have to wait there before you leave. Mm-hmm. So there was no like, hey, get the fuck out. They wanted to know, are you okay? Are you uh-huh. okay? And, and to be fair, after about like four minutes, I was like. Okay, <laughs> try to keep me here. I guess I don't know. I'm leaving. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. They so they did that a little bit with us, where like because you drive across the track and then like by the time you get through the parking lot, the Indy Motor Speedway is big, like it's big. Hmm. Um, and and you we had to like wait to get out of the actual parking lot area. So oh, okay. they they did make us wait, but it was more like there's a line of five cars. Uh, and you have to get in one of these like four lines and then they're like, okay, this line is full, you go. And then they wait until a line is full and then let everybody go. So we probably waited like 10 minutes. Uh, and you know, between the time that I got shot, drove across the track, got in this line and then left, maybe it was 15 minutes, you know? Yeah. No, I, so I mean, doesn't it piss you off? Like, cause you know, you're, you're going through the trouble, you're getting the shot, you're scheduling the thing, you're going through the motions, you know, you're getting it done and you know that there's fucking people on your street who are just like, I don't know. Mm. <laughs> I'm just not sure yet. It's, yeah. Uh, I don't think, like, doesn't it just fucking get you angry? It pisses me off, man. Yeah. I've had uh, my fair share of those encounters. Um <laughs> I I've bookmarked uh, a website at this point because like actually having the argument, <laughs> first of all, like if you're on team, you know, I'm not going to get a shot. Like just fucking do it. Just, just like let me, let me, exist, bro. Yeah. yeah, let, yeah. let me, let's just start this conversation. I'm going to, I'm going to break the fourth wall here to talk directly to the audience. If you're not sure, <laughs> Just fucking do it. For the, I know, if you're for the sure, just of, do it. For the love of humanity, stop, stop being a selfish prick and and just do it. Um, but like I, so I, I, I did some like googling and I found these like articles that was like, you know, I found one that that is the the argument against like, well, uh, I don't want to get the the vaccine because of. You know, it has stem cells in it. Um, so I found the argument for like I bookmarked an argument against that, and then I got one that was like, "Well, you know, the the side effects are, you, you know, they suck." And so I bookmarked one for that. And like my favorite, that I think that's my favorite one is like, "Well, the side effects, you know, they're pretty terrible." And I just want to be like, "Have you ever taken yeah, a fucking uh, Advil? Do you know what the side I, effects are for an Advil?" Like, you know what? I've been exhausted for a couple of days and that sucks, but it is nothing compared to hundreds of thousands of people dying. I know, man. I know. Dying. Like, you know what? If if I'm so selfish that I can't 
let myself take a nap as opposed to letting hundreds of thousands of people <laughs> die, then, you know, I just don't, I, yeah. Yeah, I know. Okay. I just it. I, I don't understand when this happened. I, I, and there's always been anti-vaxxers. Don't get me wrong. Like there's always been that, you know, fucking faction of jerk offs who live in this world who like their kid is like has something that could be cured with a Tylenol. But if it get if they don't get, treat it, it gets progressively worse. But they're going to turn to God. You know what I mean? There's always been those folks, and yeah. they, they still exist. And it's like. But now, but now with this fucking vaccine, it's become another, I, I, it's blown up so much. I've never seen it this bad. And I, I, I don't get it, dude. I don't. I just get the I, fucking shot. Just, just get the fucking it. shot. Just, yeah. I just give it a shot. <laughs> right. If I can quote Mr. John Travolta. Uh-huh. Just give it a shot. <laughs> So I've never, what else I've never, been, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go go, no, 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 go ahead. No, no. I was just, no you. I, no. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, just take the fucking shot, please. For the love of God, for the love of humanity. Like I, I get it. Take a day off work. And I know that that sucks. And I know that not everybody can do it. And sure. like, I fucking get that. Like there are real other obstacles to our medical system and, and our, you know, fucking capitalist dystopia that, <laughs> do not allow for people to take off of work. This is not something that we're doing for, this is not something that I'm doing for me. It's something I'm doing for, for my kid, for the rest of the world, for people who are, are, are autoimmune deficient. Like, it's it's true, man. No, it's, it's totally true. And most play, I mean, in all seriousness, you know, you say like, you know, capitalist dystopian society. Totally true, mind you. However, <laughs> they couldn't have made it so they couldn't have made it easier financially for you to get the shot, number one, Correct. because it doesn't cost anything. Mm-hmm. Um, which quite frankly shocked the shit out of me. Now yeah, I, I thought I was at the beginning for of that shoot to drop also. I right. And I was I was like, well, it's probably gonna be free, <laughs> but I don't know. It is Merca. So I was thinking like at some point, maybe there's going to be like a $20 cost somewhere, you know, but sure enough, it's fucking free. Second of all, you know, aside from the hassle of actually making the appointment, it's pretty, it's pretty much daily, you know, and most people get a day off, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So some of these obstacles that you describe are there, but for the most part can be certain, like, you know, there is a workaround if you want it bad enough, you know what I mean? And and quite frankly, the majority of people aren't going to even fall into those buckets, so they should just get the fucking shot and shut up. <laughs> you know what I mean? I swear to Christ, dude, there's just still people that, I don't know, you know, my cousin, he knows somebody, and they also don't like dentists. You know, dentists are wrong. It's like, it's fucking, it's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. We, we're living in the golden age of idiots, dude. We truly, yeah. truly are. I have never seen it this bad in my life. What a happy thought. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, other than other than that, dude, uh, hi, it's been like a year since I've spoken to you. So yeah, yeah. Uh, so how, how you doing? Um, pretty good. What's up? Pretty good. Um, you know, uh, quarantine sucked. Uh, you know, um, did it? It <laughs> surprisingly. Uh, yeah. So um, since last we talked. Um, I think, I think I had mentioned, uh, the last time we talked that I had signed my first, uh, my baby game design 
um, which I have been working on with Nick Little, who you have had on the podcast and talked about his Joes. Yes. Yeah. Um, the USS Flag episode of yeah. Brenzor's Dead. Yeah. It's a very special episode. It is. Uh, and as someone who has seen the flag up close oh, in, in person, uh, it is now Nick's desk. I don't know if that was the case when he talked I, to you. It was. I don't know how I feel about this. It's, it is yeah. amazing. His whole office is now like a a Joe scenic uh like there's like dudes hanging from the ceiling like they're grappling down getting ready to like shoot the enemy. There's like he he built a uh a table to put uh the terror drone on. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. He got that right after we did the show. He got that right after we did the show. Yeah, and so uh, there's now this like table with a pterodrome and like a bunch of other like vehicles and stuff. Um, and it just, it looks amazing. Um, you should, you should have him on again and to talk about all of his updated Joe collection. Um, okay. but yeah, so, uh, Nick and I are, are putting our heads down. Uh, we've got a Kickstarter for this thing later this year. Hype. Um, okay. and Give it a plug. go ahead. What, what is it? Uh, it is called Star Guardians. Um, it is inspired by another game that Nick works on called Aeon's End. Okay. Um, which is a cooperative well deck building game. Yeah, super well known. Uh, they've had like six iterations now. Um, Star Guardians, the, uh, the, the pitch was, what if we made Aeon's End like easier to get into? Um, not that Aeon's End is, like, difficult to get into, but there's, like, there's a bunch of setup time, um, there's some more, like, complicated, uh, mechanics in there, so from Go, uh, my goal in this was to take all the, like, complicated, fiddly bits of Aeon's End and strip it out and still make a full functioning, like, full, full experience of cooperative deck building. Cool. Um, when's, that has, going, when's that going to Kickstarter? Uh, like October or something. Oh shit! Okay, you got a while. Yeah, uh, yeah, a while. Um, the vibe is like uh, Power Rangers, Voltron, uh, like sci-fi '80s retro, um, like super bright and colorful. You know, big bad weird aliens that are like attacking planets and stuff like that. I'm not familiar with those things you mentioned. I don't know what those Power are. Rangers or Voltron? I think you're a liar, mister. <laughs> I'm looking at like 11 Voltrons in my room right now. I know. I, you've you've got some some cool uh Voltron stuff. But it, yeah, so this game is is for you. Okay. Um, we we right. you know did the whole whole shebang. We designed like uniforms that all of the like characters have that are very like brightly colored um with like the same patterns and stuff like that so that they evoke that like team uh you know space team kind of vibe space force yeah 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 i got you <laughs> yeah so uh it's like our space it, force space force yeah it's better than space force <laughs> Do we have a space force yet? Is it we, does it exist now? I, I don't. Is I, there a person in it? <laughs> I don't know about that. 
I mean, I know they ripped off the logo straight up from the Federation. I know that yeah. for sure, but I don't. Uh, is there a guy in it or girl? Is I there anybody? Is there a commander or something? I I know that they have a Twitter account. Oh, well, that's good. So somebody runs that Twitter account. Uh, I'm sure I know who. Yeah. <laughs> There's going to be a beautiful space. <laughs> boo. Boo. Aren't you so glad he's gone? Well, he's not, though, but he, he's he been... He's, he's so far he's like out of hibernate. my like, perception of reality, though, that I've... Yeah. I know, just, but then like he rears his head up every now. It's like you know he he like gets up to feed or something, and you know <laughs> has to has to say something about someone that's just nasty or something like that. And then he like kind of goes back down into his Java e hole or something. I don't know. That's 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 my interpretation of what he does now. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, you were talking about Vulture. Oh yeah, <laughs> sorry. Um, so yeah, uh, where where was uh, Star Guardians? Yeah, so Star Guardians, uh, Aeon Zen, right. but simpler. Okay, so that's coming out in October. We will. We I'm sure there will be a lot of fanfare around that. Um, there will. Is be. that being published by uh, Indie uh, Boards and Cards? It, it, so it is being okay. All right, and so you are. Um, you're newly with them now, yeah. I am. Yeah. So. Since last we talked, that's my other, like, big, big news, is um, I uh, I had started a new job with a company called Modifius, Mm -hmm. um, and they're uh, a UK publisher of, like, tabletop RPGs. Um, I helped them do, like, a massive launch for their Dune RPG that's, uh, that just released. Sure. Um... And then, you know, I've been working with the guys at uh, Indie Boards and Cards. Uh, I've been working with, you know, Nick and and, uh, the owner, Travis, on Star Guardians for uh, like a year and a half now. Um, And I had been working with the team to do like other uh, development stuff. I put I put I have a development credit in the Terraforming Mars Ares Expedition. Uh, which is the Terraforming Mars card game that that was on Kickstarter. Um, so I've been working with that team quite a bit, and I have been working with Kira, uh, who uh, is like a... Kira is a freelance marketing professional in the tabletop uh, board game industry. She works with a lot of different companies, um, but I had been working with her over the last couple of years, writing like Kickstarter updates and stuff like that for indie boards and cards. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was nobody on staff over there that did marketing. Oh, okay. Uh, it was just Kira who, you know, like I said, is freelance. She does a lot of coordinating for everybody. Right. Um, and so uh, kind of go ahead. No, say so. They it sounds like they needed uh, a, a soul in that in that yeah. in that space, right? They could actually take them to a, uh, you know, do what they need to do. Yeah. So that's okay. that's where I come in there, um, and so now I work with Kira, um, working on like the upcoming Kickstarters and stuff like that, um, and like uh, magazine promotional stuff, uh, talking to distributors, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, it's a good group. I mean, I'm 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 very fond of Nick. I, I always have been. Yeah. Uh, we worked well together. I, I decided he was a good dude all around. You know what I mean? And uh, I, you know, worked with Travis uh, briefly on something we were working on back at the uh, when I was at the deck. And you know, another good dude. So I'm I'm glad you got in with those guys. That's uh that seems like a pretty good group. Yeah, yeah, they're all all good people. Um, they've got uh, they're growing you know, super fast too. They, um, they have another developer over there that works with Nick, Sydney Engelstein. Okay. You know, Sydney. Um, I, I know the name. I don't, I don't know Sydney, but I've, I've heard the name. She's, she's taking lead on a lot of the like Aeon's End stuff. She, um, wrote, they just did a Aeon's End that was a legacy game, uh, that was on Kickstarter. And she wrote like all of the lore and, and like the, which is important for a legacy game. Um, so yeah, the, the whole team, Sydney, Nick, uh, Travis, Kira, all awesome people. Yeah. Cool. So why did quarantine suck? <laughs> Come on, gaming is great. I'm, I'm glad you got a new gig. I'm, it's, I'm sure it's better than the gig you and I both had at one point. I'm sure. Mm-hmm, <laughs> I mm-hmm. don't doubt that for a moment. Uh, so why did quarantine suck? What, what was, uh, what was your, I mean, what was your experience? Cause like, you know, this is one of those things where we we spent a year, and some people like I, I could say probably didn't quarantine at all. Some people probably never left their house, and then there's like the the rest of us. You know, they kind of left when we needed food or left when we needed uh, to do something, but we weren't out. You know, trolling around the town like nothing was going on. So, you know, what was your? I mean, what did you get? What did you do? Uh, every because everybody's got a different story to tell on that. So. My quarantine story is, uh, I, I, so I probably am somewhere in the, in the middle there, but closer to like having never gone out. Sure. Um, likewise, uh, my, uh, like I started ordering groceries. Like I wouldn't even leave to go get groceries. Like that's, that's where I was. Uh, like my longest stint of being at home consecutively is probably close to like six weeks. No shit. Yeah. You know, but see, like to me, that's impressive because I feel like you took it seriously, you know, as a, it, and again, dude, I've spoken to it ad nauseum, but uh, on this show, but like around my parts, people are just like, oh, I'm just so fucking over it. I just want it to be over. So I'm going to pretend it is. And then that's they're not, out. That doesn't make it over. <laughs> No, that's the fucking thing. And like everyone around here is, I just, I hate it so much. It's, it's such a drag. Yeah. It's a fucking drag because it's a pandemic and it's, it's here. It's among us right now, you know? And so I, when I hear that somebody, you know, took a six week stint and stayed in, I, I, you know, maybe I'm the fucked up one in the head, but I find that impressive. Not because, wow, you stayed in for six weeks, but because it sounded like you took it seriously. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely, uh, I definitely did. Um, you know, still am obviously uh second shot. Here I come. Um, maybe <laughs> some point, maybe. <laughs> um, so I lockdown in Indiana started like three days after I got back from gamma 2020. Yeah. It's about when it started for everybody. It was like, like middle of March. Yeah, like yeah, middle of March. So here, here's what happened to me the first day of quarantine. 
I had flown in from Reno to home. Uh, my uh, girlfriend's mom was in from California, and I met and had lunch with her for the first time the day after I flew in. Okay. Uh, that Sunday, her mom flew back, and on Monday we were like, hey, uh, this quarantine thing is uh, pretty real. This pandemic seems bad. And Wizards of the Coast just paid somebody to spit all over their food at a lunch. <laughs> oh, if anybody uh, doesn't remember, it's called the balloon trick. The balloon trick. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So that, that haunts me. Uh, I was not a part of that lunch, thank God. But yeah. um, so that was that was my experience is like it all happened so fast because one minute I was like on a plane and the next minute I'm like, interacting with somebody who is going to be on a plane. Right. And then it's like, oh, hey, we should not be going out to lunch. Like, we should be staying home and not doing that. Um, And none of us knew, nobody knew at that point, because you're talking about literally the onset. Like, yesterday things were okay. Today they're saying, like, don't leave your house. That's about how... Like night and day, it was to be to be. And, and we all know we were all there, but I mean, nobody knew what that meant. And some people were obviously skeptical, and you know, whatever. But like, yeah, you just everyone had that same like, well, what the fuck do we do? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I, I remember having a moment at this dur- doing setup for Gamma like a week before it started, where publishers were like starting to pull out, yeah. and like I talked to my team. I was with Green Ronin at the time, and I was like, should should we go to this? And there was like some back and forth and it was like, well, like only go if you feel comfortable going, you know? And and like my boss was like, it's totally fine if you don't want to go. And like, part of me was like, man, I, I really shouldn't. But the other part of me was like, I kind of put this whole thing together. Like I'm, I'm the person taking all the like meetings and stuff at Gamma. Right. So I was like, maybe we should pare down. Like maybe not all of us should go. I think originally there were like four of us planning to go and only two of us, maybe, maybe a third person went, I don't remember, but, um, yeah, I mean, it was, it all happened so fast after that. Um, and I remember just like in my mind panicking and being like, what does this mean? Like, cause I used to go to the game store and like go out with friends and play board games all the time. Uh, like once a week I was going to, to family time games to, to play, uh, board games with people. And now I'm like, well, you know, I can play games with my girlfriend and, uh, and you know, my 11 year old and, and that's it. Um, so So, yeah. So were they, okay. So who was in this quarantine situation with you? Was it just you or was it your girlfriend and your daughter? Yeah, uh so my uh, my daughter um uh spends 2 weeks with me and 2 weeks with her mom. Um and that change sort of happened over quarantine, which like made the the whole like switch of that uh that time that I got with her so much harder. Right? Cuz I was like, I don't know, like I had to have a serious talk with my daughter's mom and be like Right. What do we yeah. do here? Like, 
we we had this like really serious phone call like in early April maybe mm-hmm. and they were like um well i th- i have to move back to our hometown like i they were like i can't be here i don't know anybody else here and with this pandemic thing like i have to go home and i was like i get it like it sucks because now like every two weeks i have to drive you know two hours to pick up my daughter Mm -hmm. and doing that during a pandemic sucks but there was a period in like april where you know we just didn't know what to do Right. Like there's this big question of like, should we be like, are we in each other's pods? Like, how do we how should we do this? And like, it's even more confusing because my daughter at the time was only 10. Uh, yeah, it well, was just do you have to have the conversation then, because this is what I always this is what I wonder about. And, you know, we didn't have to have those conversations here, but we certainly had the conversations of like, well, you know, the kids typically have play dates. Well, that shit's going to end. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, well, the other people don't go anywhere either. I'm like, well, but see, I don't know. I don't yeah. know if they go anywhere or not. People say, like, I, I know people in my life, in my, you know, immediate area that are like, oh, we've been quarantining the whole time. And I see them fucking out, you know, shoulder to shoulder jogging with their friend. I see them, you know, out and about doing things. Oh, but we're quarantining all the time. Well, what the fuck does quarantine mean to you then? I don't get it. So- do you have to have the conversation of like, okay, we're sharing custody, which outside of a pandemic is is not the easiest thing in the world. Yeah. Uh, but you know, like going from our our house to your house, you know, do you go, but are you guys quarantining or what are you doing? And if you're not quarantining, doesn't that affect does that affect what happens? Yeah. So fortunately for me, uh I think my taking this seriously rubbed off on my daughter. So my daughter was taking this seriously. Like my daughter is having conversations with me and with my pod about like, Hey, like, is it like, why aren't you wearing your mask around these people? And I was like, I had to explain like, this is my pod. And she's like, Oh, okay. So if it's safe for you, then it's safe for me kind of thing. Right. Like that's the conversation that we, we had. And at one point, my pod sat down and, and my pod, right? Like my pod is Sydney, Nick, and, and my girlfriend who also okay. works for indie boards and cards. That's it. My, my pod is work right now. Sure. Sure. Um, but we're all also really good friends. And so like, we've had, you know, those tough conversations. Like one day we all got on a video chat because like Sydney was thinking about going home uh, you know, for, uh, for holidays. And so the four of us had to like sit down, do some math, like, okay, <laughs> like yeah. s- she's, she's going to, she's going to drive. Right. And so that's, that is, uh, helpful because she's not flying. Um, and you know, she's going to quarantine by herself for so many days, uh, when she comes back. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, and, and we looked at the CDC guidelines and we were like, okay, she has to wait, you know, so long. So that means that we're all going to be working from home. That means that we're going to have to do play testing on TTS instead of in person. That's a pain. Right. But like, those are the things that we do. And 
we had like this hour long discussion, right? Of like, okay, what are all the logistics? What are all the obstacles? And then we problem solve them. And it's not like it's impossible to to take this seriously and and do these kinds of things. It's just that it takes work. And a lot of people are like, oh, work. I'm going to take off my mask in the middle of the grocery store. (laughs) Well, I think we're, we're, so for me, like, you know, even I was telling my wife, I go, you know, there's a couple things that I'm going to take away from this pandemic that are going to be long lasting effects on me. Number one, handshaking. Fuck you. I'm done with that for life. I am done with that. It's over. I don't Mm -hmm. give a fuck if it's a fist. I, it, and I'm I'm letting, you know, I'll also break the fourth wall here. I'm letting everybody know if you ever see me at a show, hey, it's cool. I'm not going to be offended if you don't come in and shove your hand into mine. It's fine. A nod, a blink, a casual hello will do just okay. You know, it, it, it's over. <laughs> I'm never doing it again. Also, I'm probably wearing a mask. I, I'm, I'm probably wearing a mask. I'm okay mm-hmm. with it. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me one bit, dude, because... You know, a, a fun side effect from this year was never got a cold, mm-hmm. <laughs> certainly stayed away from, now granted, you know, not around a ton of people either, but there are times when we went out for sure to, you know, uh, out of necessity. Like we, you know, we didn't go to fucking Legoland in, in July because, you know, whatever. Um, but, you know, wearing a mask, like never got like a sniffle, never, n- none of that. So uh-huh. I'm okay with it. Yeah. I, I'm fine with it. It doesn't it's bother me. It's a little me inconvenient. Either. And you know what? That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. I've put up with a lot more than a little inconvenient. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's and again, you know, people talk about the side of oh, it's it's gonna kill you because you're breathing it. Shut up. Just shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Nobody believes you. You're dumb. You're mm-hmm. stupid. Yeah. Well, good. Well, I'm glad, man, that it you know, it seemed to look, he came out the other end. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And so seemed- we, we started making plans for like our victory trip, <laughs> right? Like that's, that's the way that we're, so I, uh, the other thing, like the, the end of all this, my girlfriend bless, bless her heart is so positive. Uh, she was like, we're going to do a one year quarantine anniversary. And I was like, oh, that sounds so terrible. And she was like, no, 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 we, we made it. Like we lasted, we survived. And I was like, that's really like, that's a really positive spin on this really shitty thing. And (laughs) it is, it is, especially when like went out of her way. She got like, she made a charcuterie board. She got like little slips of paper and toothpicks and wrote down like every, cool thing every accomplishment that we did over the last year and like stuck it on a toothpick and stuck the toothpick on like a cheese and was like we fucking survived this is the cheese that reminded me of the time you told our neighbor to fuck off they couldn't come over yeah i like i think that's great yeah well and it's true because we know you know there are a lot of people who just they didn't it didn't work like mm-hmm. I, they, I'm sure we all know them, but they're like, oh, you know, six months into it, fuck you, divorce, you know, and or fuck you, leak, get out, you know, I, I don't care where you go. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we were talking about that the other day, and there, there are, there have been times throughout this year where, you know, I'm like, okay, we live in a big fucking house, and uh, I need to go to my fucking corner of it <laughs> and just be in it for a while, you know what I mean, and. 
you know, and but that's that's fine. I can do that, and then you cool off, and then you know whatever. But you know, we we recently heard of a a, a couple that we know that have been you know married for dozens of years who are like, fuck it, we're done. And you know, I don't know the circumstances, but it is coming off a COVID year, you know, so I, that could have had something to do with it. But you know, you see it all the time. So I, it is a it is a badge of honor that you know uh, you did stick it out. How'd your daughter do through this whole thing? She's she's doing good. She's doing better than I thought she would. She's a very social person. Uh, I think we talked about that a little the last time we we were on here. But she's so like chatty. She's she talks so much. Um, she's she's very like friendly and like outgoing. She will make friends with literally anyone, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which sucks right now. That's <laughs> fucking awful. <laughs> Um, because she also did not go to school. We homeschooled her this year. Sure. Um, yeah, we did we, too. We, yeah, it was in like, let me tell you something that shit's hard. Mm-hmm. That oh, shit- so did you, when you say you homeschooled, because there's, there's two different layers to that. Did you literally like not, re, did you homeschool like traditional homeschool or did yeah. you do distance learning? No, there was no teacher involved. My, oh, fuck. Uh, okay. Maxine's oh, mom did like. 95% of all the work, put it all in like Google classrooms and stuff like that. Um, and then while Max was here, you know, I would give her spelling tests and I would go over her, her like daily, this is what you have to do. Um, like make sure that she's getting all her assignments done. I played like a glorified teacher's assistant sure. for a year. Um, you and me both brother. Uh, and that's not hard. built for it, by the way. I'm not no. built for it. I like, I'm I'm imagining like like continuing doing this like uh, Max's mom and I are talking about her going back to like regular school next year, mm-hmm. and like part of me is like, uh, is that too soon? But the other part of me is like, man, working a forty hour a week full time job and homeschooling an eleven year old is Mm-mm. Mm-mm. is exhausting. Something's gonna exhausting. give. Uh-huh. Something will give. Well, and and I found out, you know, the same way. And, and and quite frankly, you know, you say it was hard. I I would say it was the hardest thing to deal with um, during this whole year. Like mm-hmm. all this other, you know, ticky tacky bullshit that you know people get on each other's nerves. Fuck all that. That's nothing, man. That yeah. is nothing compared to having to like be a teacher. And and thank God teachers exist because I can't be one. I, I have found that out about myself this year. I'm a good learner. I'm a horrible teacher. I, I, I'm like, I'm like, how the fuck? Do you, how can you not write what you're supposed to write? I don't understand. <laughs> like, you got all the directions. You know what you're supposed to do. Your teacher. What are you doing? You know. And it, it wasn't always like that. But there were moments where I realized I should not be the one trying to tell. And we didn't do homeschooling, dude. Mind you, we did the the distance learning where they do have a teacher. Yeah. And but here's how this shit rolls. And I don't I don't like this at all, but it's the hand we're dealt. So we deal with it. Um, you know, traditional school to go at eight in the morning and, you know, I pick them up at three. That's really what it's it's been for the you know last four years. Uh, now, apparently, like the teaching part of the day ends at like 11. What? <laughs> it, it, oh, yeah. Oh, it and starts- then they, they do all the work themselves uh Without yes. a teacher? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it goes from like 8.30 to 11, um, give or take. 
And, 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 and mind you, there's like four breaks in that time as well. Okay. And, and, you know, you know, our kids are around all this, the same age. You think your daughter's like a year older than mine. Um, so there's like a lot of recesses and a lot of breaks in that like eight thirty to 11. And I'm like, are you serious? Like, really? They can't just go for a couple hours and, you know, maybe take one break and then, you know, whatever. And then do lunch and then you're back in it till three. No, like the, the teaching part ends at like 11 o'clock. And so then, yeah, they're on their own from, you know, 11 and, we set the tone early on. We're like, guys, it's a school day. You're not just because a teacher clocks out at 11 doesn't mean you're done. You know, we're, there's no fucking way. There's no way. So they got used to it early on that their day was going to be a full day. But that like 11 to three time, what does that mean? <laughs> it means anytime there's a question or there's something isn't working right. Teacher. Oh, I'm talking to you, dad or mom or whatever, you know, and mm-hmm. dude, I'm not built for it. I'm just not. And I mean, we stuck with it and everybody got through it and everybody's fine. But I just realized I, I'm not made for that. So, you know, if it's safe and, you know, if it works out, they will be going back next year in the fall. But that's, you know, and, and look, all that aside, if they have to do distance learning for another year, for whatever reason, they will. Right. You know what I mean? Just because, yeah. like, I could suck it up, but I just realized I'm not... <laughs> I'm not designed for it, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I love them to death, but I'm just not built to be their teacher. Same. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's like, it's a, it's a skill set, right? Like that is right. a specific skill set. And I, in, in high school, I was a teacher's assistant and for like a semester and I worked in the library for like two years and I had erased all of that from my memory until until quarantine and i was like oh right that sucked yeah mm. <laughs> oh yeah i hate this <laughs> yeah I remember I, yeah i'm Garbage. not built for this well you know and and the thing is luckily you know and i'm sure all most parents are gonna say this but like you know my kids were good students you know they meaning like they buckled down they did their work and blah 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 you know i think throughout the year we probably had three times where i was like you what are you doing? You got to get it together. It's school. You know, I like go in there and they'd just be like, you know, playing with stuffed animals or something. I'm like, well, it's a school day. You know, <laughs> what are you doing? And like that happened less than a handful of times. Um, and so they made it easy on us, you know, but I can imagine that there's some children out there that may not have made it easy. And those are the parents I feel really bad for because, you know, we have the luxury we can work from home as well. You know, other people don't. It's I don't fuck. This whole thing was just a mess, dude. You know, yeah. I, it's a giant fucking fucking mess that that jerk off that used to run the country started because he didn't fix it in time. Right. Yeah. So the other thing, the the other quarantine thing, uh, I guess, you know, there there were some victories going back to like the how was quarantine for me? Uh, I started therapy right before quarantine. And let me tell you uh, how much of a, like, lifeboat that was for me. Like, you want to talk about, like, moments where you were talking about where you want to find the corner of your house and just leave me alone? Sure. Like, ooh, boy. Uh, I I am not ashamed that I stuck out for therapy throughout this whole thing. Oh, like, there's nothing to be ashamed of. None. It It is. I I Every man listening to this. Everyone, please, 
just it, it just once just once it's just so well what, uh, what made you so t- t- two questions in that number one did was it like a a zoom therapy yeah so they have okay. uh a like video service that is specifically for like any health requirements it's called like uh telehealth or something like that um and it's supposed to be like super secure so that your 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 information isn't sure. accessed or whatever sure. um but yeah like it was you know every two weeks uh i just sit down for an hour and i just talk you know at this uh awesome person uh and then at the end of the session uh she's usually like uh, you know, you should think about this thing that you said, or here's your homework, go do this. Um, and damn, has that been helpful? Well, so I, I have to ask you because I wake up probably daily now, daily, and this has been going on for years, not a month, not just for quarantine, but since way prior to quarantine, probably since my kids were born. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wake up probably every single day and say to myself, like, I need to become a better, you know, a better man, a better father, uh, a better husband, period. And th- those three things, that's it. Just those three things. That's it. You know? And <laughs> I, don't, I don't think, I, th- well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's only three things, <laughs> you know? So, I mean, it, I've totally thought about therapy. Uh, it just hasn't, I haven't had a, a way for it to present itself to where I could do it and it, it makes sense to fit into my life. Um, what, what made you want to do this? So over the last couple of years, uh, I mean, me, me in particular over the last couple of years, I've gone through like huge life changes, right? Like I moved to Indianapolis from California. I, uh, I, I switched jobs, you know, all, all of this stuff. And a lot of it is me realizing like moving from one thing to another, you realize like all the baggage that you leave behind and you're like, man, what kind of damage did that do to me that I don't even understand yet? And so finally one day I was just like, you know what? I just need to talk to somebody about this thing. I I, like the big thing for me in particular was I was a 29 year old man who like, realized that I was bisexual and was just like, oh, this is a thing that I didn't know about myself. And I feel like 29 is a super late time to come out. Okay. And I was like, well, it depends, right? I mean, if it's right right for you, it's right for you. Yeah. Right. And I think that's what I ultimately, you know, I ultimately know that that's true. But at the same time, like reflecting back on, on, that like past version of myself that I have left behind. Mm -hmm. I was just like, shit, I need to unpack some stuff. Yeah, no shit. Well, yeah, you can't. So were you keeping that? How long were you? See if I can phrase this correctly. Did you know you were keeping that locked up or was it subconscious or was it just something? Okay. Yeah, I didn't. That's got to be the worst, man. Knowing you are. And then you just, I can't say it. That's uh, I can't even fucking imagine. I think the other thing for me is like the the fact that I didn't know it about myself, you know, largely we're getting into some heavy topics here. I was raised in like Midwest, like Bible Belt. Sure. 
right? And so part we'll of that is the fag out of you. I, exactly. I, I don't mean to make a joke out of it, but that's the vernacular down there, right? I mean, yeah, I've, we'll I've heard that. Out of you. Yeah, it's yeah. stupid. Uh, yeah, it was. You know, it's been. Uh, it's. Hmm. It's tough, right? Because it's like a part of myself that I didn't fully understand. And so I wasn't living, I wasn't being the best me, you know, like kind of to, to circle back to like, you wake up and you're like, oh man, I want to be a better man, a better father. It's impossible to do that if you don't know these things about yourself, right? Like, hmm. like, so how do you, how do you come to that discovery then, dude? Cause that's a big, that's a big fucking nugget. That's a it, big deal. It is. And it's, you know, um, partially surrounding myself with people who aren't like the people from my hometown that are like more accepting and you just kind of get more comfortable day after day of like, totally. you know, um, you know, the, these people who are welcoming and warm and, and say things like, Hey, like take the, take the time that you need to figure out who you are instead of like, sure. You know, telling a 12 year old, you know, this is the kind of person you're going to be. So that, (laughs) I think that's the biggest step for me. Sure. Wow. So when did, when did, when did this happen? Because Mm -hmm. Uh, look, I, I, I've known you a long time. I don't know you intimately well, sure. um, but we work together. I, I consider you a friend. Um, mm-hmm. When I, I, I had no idea this was, you know, in your head. Uh, when did this? When did this all come to like bubble to the top? Um, probably around the time that I left California. So I left California after you know I split ways with the deck. Um, and good on you. Uh, and for like three months after that, um, I, me and my daughter and um, my daughter's mom, we drove around uh, the country, like uh, staying at families' houses. And we left California in May, didn't land in Indianapolis until August. So for three oh, wow. months, we were just like just crashing at uh, places with family and stuff like, and friends, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and that's tough too, you know? So it's kind of like all of those things bubbling together, real self-discovery moments happen when you're homeless, you know, like, so a lot of it, a lot of it is, is, you know, all of those things kind of coming together, um, lots of like moments of just being honest with myself and surrounding myself with those people who are more accepting. Sure. Now is, do you have family that is on the accepting end of that or, you know, is it just like, well, <laughs> we had a good run. Uh, my, <laughs> That's my over. sister. Yeah, yeah. My sister is, is the, the only one. Um, she lives in Chicago, which is, you know, drivable distance from where I'm at. Uh, we keep in touch. Um, but largely no. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's, 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 that, 
I hate to hear that. I hate yeah. to hear that. It's 2021 you know, and like, uh, wake the fuck up. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's here. <laughs> like, this, this is how people are living. And you know, here's, here's the funny thing that I, I, it kills me that people just can't come to the self, you know, realization. Um, there were gay people in the fifties. They existed. They just weren't allowed to say anything, mm-hmm. you know? So we, we've all been living this like weird, big lie. Uh, even people who are straight, they're living a lie thinking like, well, nobody around me is gay or bisexual or whatever their choice may be. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you want to call it a choice, I, I really don't, I'm not educated enough to know if it is or if it isn't, I've heard it several ways. Um, but like, I, I feel like everybody's living this lie that like, well, I'm not around, you know, someone who isn't like me. It's like, right. Yeah, you no, are. You are. They're just, they just don't want to say anything. And They're I think to circle to because you're a jerk off. Yeah. To circle back to your choice vernacular, mm-hmm. uh, truth. What is your truth is what I like to say, right? Because it, it reflects, uh, you know, uh, it kind of like. Mm, it reflects more of like the the truth, I guess. Well, it's like what your soul's telling you, right? It's like what you're, it's, yeah, it's like what you're being told from yourself, I think, is how I would look at it if it were me, you know? Mm -hmm. But, you know, regardless of the label that gets put on it that way, I'm just really glad that, you know, you were able to come to uh, the the realization, the truth, um, you know, to to just kind of move on with your life. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I am, I'm thrilled. Um, you know, it's been an interesting time for me to go through a lot of this self-discovery and therapy and then, uh, get stuck in quarantine. Um, you know, and then just be like twiddling my thumbs like, well, I'm this, you know, I'm this new version of me. Um, and now I just have to sit inside and twiddle my thumbs and wait for it to go away. <laughs> well, I mean, luckily, I, I think the uh, there's light at the end of the tunnel. I, I think that light is is pretty pretty close, actually. I mean, you know, uh, even us around here, we're like, well, you know, my my second shot is the end of this month. My wife, <laughs> yeah, my wife got the J and J last mm-hmm. week. <laughs> oh, last week. Uh, we're like, God damn it! You know that what? That is it, a shame. Yeah, and it's like you know, but then then you look at the numbers. It's it's seven people for seven million or six for six million, however, yeah. whatever the latest is. Yeah, and it's like, something well, like point zero 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 one percent. Right, and uh, so I'm, we're not that worried about it. But you know, she falls right into the demographic, like right in the middle of the demographic. Yeah. So we're we're keeping an eye on things. But even us, we're like. Well, after I get my second one, wait a couple of weeks. Maybe we should do Disneyland. They're opening up, and it's just for Californians. So, uh, you know, now might be a good time. You know, and so I see light at the end of the tunnel for for us as humanity you know, <laughs> to maybe come out of this thing. I I, I don't know. <laughs> I yeah. hope so. Yeah, I so I scheduled my first game day. Um, oh, that will be my birthday weekend. Real. All right. Um, that is one day after my final cycle. So you're supposed to get the second shot and then wait 10 days or whatever. So the the day that we planned is the day after that. We're going to be playing Twilight Imperium 4. 
Oh fuck. Okay, so you scheduled a game week. Got uh, it. Uh, yeah. Got it. It's it's uh, it's it. it's a full day. It, we're we're planning on taking the eight hours. And what's funny is the last game that I played before going into quarantine in public was Twilight Imperium three. <laughs> so I'm coming full circle. Oh, okay. Uh, for for that with a lot of the same people. Um, and then my girlfriend and I are planning our first like victory trip. We're like talking to some friends about like going into a cabin in the woods and playing games for like a long weekend or something. It worked out well for Hemsworth and crew. Yeah. I definitely go to a cabin in the woods. Yes. Yeah. Watch out for mermen though. Those uh, are the fucking ones. Those are the ones. The Just the saying. hillbilly zombies are you know, <laughs> kind of my, my favorite. <laughs> mermen. Just say <laughs> No, that was a brilliant. Yes, that was a brilliant movie. I love it. It was a good movie. Uh, it what? Well, it was brilliant. How about that? Um, well, look, buddy, I'm uh, I'm happy. I'm happy for you. I really am, man. I really am. It sounds. Uh, could I? Could I tell you something? You sound chipper. It, and thank it's you. It's not chipper. Is not a word I would have placed on you at any given time. You sound uh-huh. chipper now. You know, you I sound chip. That. You sound good, buddy. You sound good. And I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, I, I'm I just fucking in, enjoy yourself now. You know, I, I could imagine that like a ton of bricks is lifted off your shoulders, even like subconsciously, right? Like you just mm-hmm. go, fuck, you know, oh, I can breathe now, you know, kind of thing. So just, you know, enjoy it, dude. You know, enjoy it. Hey, really I, quick. Speaking I plan of, on it. Yeah. Good. What, uh, speaking of the deck. Do you keep in touch with anybody from there? I do not. All right. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I, don't, I don't really either anymore. I don't. Uh, I did send a message on LinkedIn about a year ago to Erica. Uh, Erica. I don't even she know if was, I know who that is. She did the licensing for a little while for Fox. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Sinatra, I think is her last name. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, um, you know, we connected on LinkedIn and I was like, oh, yeah, she was nice. So we caught up for a little bit um, and that was nice. And that's, that's it. It? (laughs) That's it. Yeah, Uh, yeah, I, uh, yeah. I have zero interest really in catching up with most of those people fair fair i, 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 I was just I, curious i saw someone at gamma and i can't remember if it was travis or bubby um and like we did like the you know the the nod and that yeah. was it you know oh yeah well yeah uh, I would imagine it would. Yeah, I think they were both there. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I you know, I still talk to Travis on rare occasions, like just not very often. Um, but I don't really talk to anybody else there. I, you know, there was an edict went down. I think they're all afraid to talk to me at some point because, well, you know, fucking I, I guess I have a show. So that's a bad thing. And you know, I go fuck them. I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, I don't really care either. <laughs> I, I, you know, I mean, I just, I gotta be honest. I just don't like, I'm not losing sleep over it. Like, you know, so I, every now and then I, I would get it. Hey, how you doing? Oh, good. How are you? Great. Let's move on. You know, um, 
No, I was just curious. I was just curious. I just, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I was just wondering, man. Yeah. You're not playing Keepers of the Quest, are you? Uh, no, I saw a BGG ad uh, for that. And I was just like, not even going to check it out. Like, I, I don't know. It could be a good game. I don't know. I don't yeah, want to know. I don't think a lot of people know. I don't, I don't think a lot of people are aware. <laughs> well, I was talking to, uh, I, the only reason I bring this up is because you were in, you were hired as marketing, if I were mm-hmm. right. You were hired yeah. as marketing there. And I was talking to someone two days ago and it's, it's someone we both know. I'm just not going to out them here. Um, we, we both know them. We're, you know, whatever. And, uh, they that came up that game came up and i was like i i don't know i don't i don't know anything about this other than i've heard the name like once or twice from somebody else who worked there quite frankly you know it's not true i do speak to one guy there pretty regularly actually a, a good dude ryan garcia i talked to him oh yeah um but he doesn't regularly. work for the deck oh he does yeah he's employed yeah. by them now oh yeah, yeah. He, okay yeah he's there um yeah no he he is empl- he's the only one who's not afraid to have a conversation. <laughs> I, guess. Uh, I don't know. I shouldn't say that, but it certainly seems to be the way. Um, but anyway, somebody asked me about this game and I'm like, I, I don't know anything about it. And they're like, yeah, well, I, I, I think a lot of people are in that same boat. They just don't know fucking anything about it. Like, it's just what, whatever. And the only reason that's a big deal is because marketing non-existent. Thank you. Yeah. So I, I saw, uh, I saw an ad for this game on BGG was the first time that I'd heard of it. And, or maybe it was ICV, uh, one of those two. And I, w- I saw the, the deck logo and I was like, no. <laughs> uh, and it said available now. And I thought to myself like, wow, it really could have used some marketing. So I, I just pulled it up on BGG. Um, it came out uh, already. It has one rating on, on BGG. Seems right. Mm-hmm. seems right now well, you know it's always one of those things that sticks in my craw because you know i was all you know i always took that job seriously in terms of like best foot forward and let's get the word out and let's go to the thing and let's you know hold the town hall and let's do the this and let's do the that you know and every time i think about it you know it it's sti- you know, this is probably why i need therapy dude there's one more thing I forgot to mention in my three things. There's four. I got I got to shake this fucking like upper deck thing because yeah. fuck, I swear to God, but it sticks in my, in my craw that, you know, there was marketing, you know, when you were there, when I was there, uh, there was a lot of marketing and it was yeah. guerrilla marketing. You know, it was all in your face, but you knew everything we were doing. There was all kinds of transparency. Everybody was fucking happy about it. And then you get shit on for it that's the part that sticks with me. I'm like, fuck, you know, just stuck with me forever that work your ass off, get shit on, get called a media whore, get whatever it is. And now I'm like, good. Now there's none. (laughs) Fucking enjoy it. You know, enjoy your new game. Mm -hmm. That's my one that you probably printed 20,000 units of and distribution once, you know, like four cases (laughs) with returns, just with returns. (laughs) all right man well look dude thanks for uh thanks for taking the time i do appreciate it's good catching up with you man yeah thanks for thanks for reaching out and thinking of me uh it's been a blast catching up i just you know i 
something I, I saw the, uh, I think I just, I think it was your, uh, new job announcement. And I was like, fuck, I haven't talked to Will in a while. And, uh, well, this is a best, the best way I know how to catch up to be totally mm-hmm. fair. I, I hate yeah. talking on the phone. Oh, um, yeah, I'd too. rather just do this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, again, I hope you're happy. It sounds like you are. You sound chipper. I, uh, I, I hope it gets uh I hope it gets better from here, dude. Really, yeah. I, I truly thank mean you. That. Thank you very much. It means a lot to me. I hope you survive your last couple of weeks uh, between your first and second shot, and I hope you go to Disney and it's a blast. And there's no one there. Fuck all TBD, right? All uh-huh. TBD. <laughs> all right, man. Good talking. Right. To you. Yeah.